Speaking of songs, I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar was not one of the top ten hits played on Galilee Radio in the first... But that's not to say that there wasn't a roar that was heard in Jesus' day. In fact, if there was a woman who caused a stir in Jesus' day, Mary Magdalene was the leader of the pack. It's interesting to note that when it came to listing female disciples who were devoted to Jesus in their following of Jesus... At, um, at times they were actually even more devoted than the men. Mary was often, if not always, named first. Magdalene referred to the coastal town in Galilee called Magdala. This order of names is not some accident, but an intention of each of the gospel authors, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, to communicate to the readers that Mary Magdalene was a woman of note. She did roar. Such was the prominent role that Mary had. She was asked by Jesus to to go back to the disciples who were cowering behind locked doors and to be the first to bear witness to the fact that Jesus had risen from the dead and that he wanted to see them all in Galilee. But let's not get ahead of ourselves in the telling of this God story, Mary Magdalene's story, and our place. Have you ever had secret things in your past that you would hope would never, things that you've, thoughts that have crept out from the dark shadows of of a person that you don't want to? Well, if you have, then I suspect that you can appreciate how Mary her past. For Mary, the Gospels break the silence of the secrets. And while we don't know all the details, we do know that all was not going well for this who grew up beside the Sea of Galilee. For some, Mary was a a woman of means. She had her own money. She was actually quite wealthy by the sounds of it. But for others, they saw glimpses of the darkness that captivated her soul. Possessed by seven evil spirits, to which Pope Gregory the Great was fanciful in identifying those seven evil spirits as the seven deadly sins, and wrongly identified Mary as the prostitute in Luke 7 verse, albeit a prostitute with the heart of gold. Over the years, Mary Magdalene has suffered from the rumours, innuendo, and people jumping to where in the silence they fill the gaps to satisfy their own curiosity. If you've ever had lies told about you, then perhaps you can appreciate how hard it is to get rid of the mud that sticks and stains your reputation. For Mary, held captive by seven evil spirits, reminds us that evil always to bind us, to hold us captive, to keep us prisoner. And the worst of it is when we are blinded to the prison that we find ourselves in, that we are free. Mary finds truth in Jesus, her Saviour. Only one who is more powerful than the one who binds can set you free. But what would Mary do with her newfound freedom? She could easily choose to follow her own path as others had done when healed by Jesus. But for Mary, that would never do. 
in her freedom, she found a new purpose in dedicating her life, breaking the boys' club tradition. Mary identified herself as a disciple. I suspect that this rattled the cage of some of Jesus' male disciples. After all, following of a rabbi was a a male's domain. It was for men. The Talmud states that it is foolishness to teach Torah to your daughters. But Jesus is no ordinary rabbi. He too was a cage rattler. So it's not surprising that Mary had a special affinity her Lord. Other women seeing Mary roar soon followed Mary's example in following Jesus. But this was no gold digging exercise to secure a spouse. Mary once again led the way. Being an independent person and having her own money, something that set her apart from most of the women in her day, she provided not only for Jesus' ministry, but that in turn she also supported through her contribution, the other disciples. I wonder how warm that humble pie was that the disciples first ate from the provisions of Mary's money that that she brought with her on the uh, tours with the other disciples. Over the years when Jesus went on tour, the disciples were there and often so were Mary and her girlfriends. Not some giggly girls, but women who were prepared to follow Jesus, even when they found that the Pharisees threatened to kick them out of the synagogue, the central hub of the local community life. Those who were found to be followers would be kicked out and excommunicated from that place. Undeterred, Mary led the way, bucking the trends and following Jesus with tenacity with purpose. At the end of Jesus' earthly ministry, the determination of of the religious establishment grew in its resolve to do away with Jesus, with Lazarus, and persecuting others who were also followers of Jesus. In the flickering torchlight, Judas Judas kissed Jesus, revealing Jesus as a marked man. And over the next day, the resolve of most of the disciples melted away. But there remained just a few of those who would stay loyal. From the cross, Jesus looked down at the crowd. And while some were crying for blood, others cried over Jesus. And there near the cross was just a few who remained faithful. Mary, Jesus' mother, his aunt, John and Mary Magdalene. Such strength was found in these women of purpose that Matthew heroes them in Matthew chapter 27, verses 55, where we read these words. And many women who had come from Galilee with Jesus to care for him were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and of Joseph, and the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee. They'd cared for Jesus during his ministry. And Mary Magdalene was determined to honour her Saviour in his death by caring for his body, by treating him with respect 
that he deserves. In Mark's account, once again, we find Mary Magdalene as one of the women of purpose and resolve leading the way, while many of the men at such a crucial time remained hidden. Mark 15, 41. Some women were there watching from a distance, including Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, the younger and of Joseph, and Salome. They had been followers of Jesus and had cared for him while he was in Galilee. Many other women who had come with him to were also there. When Jesus gasped his last breath and later was lowered from the cross, Mary Magdalene was on hand to tend to his body and to watch over the burial. How hard it must have been for such a devoted follower of Jesus, invested in every way to see Jesus' ministry flourish. I can only imagine how bitter each of those steps away from the tomb must have been. the lonely path back to where she was staying, stained with Mary's tears. An eternity awaited Mary over that Sabbath, where rest was as elusive before it got too dark on the Saturday evening, Mary was prepared to make uh, the rushed burial rituals right again by properly in Jesus' body following on the following morning. At twilight, while the men once again are nowhere to be found, Mary Magdalene and several other women made haste. Such haste that they hadn't even thought about the practicalities of her, how they would move away the stone that barred their way to Jesus' body. Once again, Mary is front and centre in the story of Jesus. Angels declare that Jesus is risen and it is to Mary that the resurrected Jesus presents. Not Peter, not John the beloved disciple, the one that Jesus loved. The first person to see the resurrected Jesus out of all of the disciples that followed Jesus was Mary Magdalene. Once again, Mark gives us an account. In Mark chapter 16, verse 9, after Jesus rose from the dead early on Sunday morning, the first person who saw him was Mary Magdalene, the woman from whom he had cast out seven demons. And John gives us this account with echoes of Yahweh God spending time in the garden with Adam and in John chapter 20, verses 13 to 18. Why are you crying? The angels asked her, her being Mary. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go and get him. Mary. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which means is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go and find my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. She gave them his message. 
in a world and a time where women could not bear witness in court, Mary was commissioned by Jesus as the first person to bear witness to the risen Jesus and to alert the disciples of his resurrection. Gregory of Antioch of the 6th century, in one of his homilies, one of his sermons, uh, has Jesus saying to the woman Mary at the tomb, Proclaim to my disciples the mysteries which you have seen. Become the first teacher among of teachers. Peter, who has denied me, must learn that I can also choose women as apostles. If I may be so bold as to say, if we identify Christianity as believing in and following of the resurrected Jesus, then the very first Christian would have been Mary Magdalene. While the politicians around us debate the virtues of women on mental roles, it's interesting to see that Jesus didn't see Mary's tenderness and compassion as a weakness, but honoured it, celebrated it, commissioning her to be the very first witness of his resurrection. Mary loves and Because in God's story of good news is that Jesus is both Lord and Saviour, dealing with and redeeming us from the darkness and the shadows. This same Jesus that Mary Magdalene followed with passion and purpose, Jesus who transformed her life to be a leader among women and stood out as an equal among the disciples, defying culture, and tradition. Such is the power of God's story in one person's life. So for us today, in so many ways, time does not separate us from the power of God, the power of God's story in the lives of us, the power to transform, the power to bring purpose, to defy tradition and culture, the willingness to stand and be counted when the knees of others who should also stand strong falter and fail, when we allow the cage-rattling Jesus to transform our life, we, like Mary Magdalene, have a choice to just go on and live our own life, to go our own way, or to be a passionate follower, to to, to live with purpose, to invest in Jesus' mission, to stand and be counted, to be commissioned by Jesus to tell others that Jesus risen. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you can the world of a, a disreputable, uh, possessed woman upside to change her life from the inside out. And as a result of your transformative power, that Mary then lived with a passion to follow you no matter what, even when men who are meant to be leaders and role models would fail. Lord, thank you for the challenge that it is to me. Lord, may it be a challenge to us today to be people that follow you with the same heart, the same passion, the same purpose as Mary Magdalene, that we're not bound by the shadows, the darkness that would want to hold us captive, the things that we would prefer to keep here. But through your good news, the power of the cross, 
we can have our lives transformed by you. Lord, may your work of transformation. So how might we respond today? Well, there's a couple of questions that I want to pose to you today. The first is a simple one, but it's probably the most important question that you may even be faced with today. If I can. Have you experienced Jesus' transforming good news in your life? Have you allowed God's, if not, I would love, I would talk to you after the service, talk to you more about what it means, or you can talk to one of the people in the leadership group or another person that you know without making. The second question for those of you who, how might Jesus want to continue this story of passion? There's going to be some music and there's an opportunity for you.